Deja Sky, you are the exception. As the winner of last week's Snatch Game, you're safe from elimination tonight. You may leave the stage. Thank you. Good luck, ladies. Love you. Love you. While these bitches have to sweat it out on stage, lip syncing for their motherfucking life, I get to watch the entire thing and luxuriate in the workroom, honey. Hi. It feels so good. <laughs> so I just want to kind of open by saying that really my favorite thing about this extra special episode is that Deja Sky, Principal Sky, spent the whole episode watching the show from the closed circuit television in her office. Hi. Hi. <laughs> good luck proctoring those SATs. I know you're all sweating, but I'm good, girl. I mean Oh God. I mean, this for me, this felt like when I don't know. The whole class has to redo assignment, but you don't because you did the best. Well, that's literally what happened. Yes, uh, that's exactly what <laughs> but happened. But if we're, if we're going to like class, you know, because there are times when the teacher is like, all of you failed except for you, you know, and we'll like, you know, point that person out. Be like, listen, this doesn't apply to you. You can actually you can go outside. <laughs> yeah, this is a free period for you. Right. But, this is a fr exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's when you get a free period and everybody has to else has to redo the homework. Yes. Yes. And this is when what was it? Was it last week when Willow Pill would sneak off to hang out with Angeria in the cafeteria and help her make mm -hmm. macaroni and cheese? Yes. I feel like, you know, it, it, in another scenario, Willow would have 40 minutes to go, you know, chop up tomatoes. But. I, I love in the ongoing narrative, this character, my, really still my favorite thing about season 14, Principal Sky. I just think this episode, the fact that Principal Sky got the most quintessentially Principal Sky, you know, role in the episode mm -hmm. just made me so happy. And, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of the, um, the DragCon episode. She had to play like a sort of moderator role in the workroom you know she was a commentator absolutely yeah. she was the adult in the room while all the kids had to compete um you know what did she say she said uh let's get ready to rumble i was like okay ultimate dad joke right yeah like there's there was such wonderful energy coming from her she was super relaxed uh i yeah i appreciated deja sky a lot i will say and this isn't uh, Deja's fault it's more on the editors but I didn't love when we got the live commentary during the lip sync mm, yes it, I think that happened a lot during the love don't cost a thing lip sync I felt like they went back and there was all this commentary and maybe it was a different one but it was a lot of like it was well, during never too much with Luther Vandross uh-huh yeah that yeah. It happened there I know it, I mean it happened a bunch of times totally. it's not even yeah it's not just uh, I did love since we're talking about Deja in the principal's office and her commentary, um, when the death drop started to happen during radio by Beyonce. Uh -huh. So first Angeria did one and then Georges did one and Deja goes, can we get three? Oh. oh yeah <laughs> but she's like at the basketball game on friday night yeah. and she's in the audience she's clapping still good still good you got yeah, it yeah, still you good got it. it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay, it's okay. It's shake okay. it off shake it off well and you know what speaking of that moment oh my god i gotta make this like a little gif but coach jasmine kennedy in the back there just clapping them along i don't know if you noticed it but she looked like this girl's basketball coach it was fabulous yeah she might even be a swim coach given the scholarship that she had in college 
I mean, come on, girls. Come on, come girls. on, girls. Come on, get, girls. Get in the water. Hustle. Get in the water. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth. Come on. Keep. I'm seeing waves. What's going on? Kick your legs. You have to kick your legs. That's what's mm-hmm. going to keep you afloat. Kick your legs. Yeah. Come on. Willow, what are we doing? What is this? This isn't what we practiced. <laughs> girls, you need a cap to get in the pool. How many times do I need to tell you this? She'll point out like, mm, I see a baby curl. Poke it in there. Excuse <laughs> me. Thank you. Not perfection. Uh, Willow, did you shower? Excellence. Did you yeah. shower? I need you to shower before you get in this this pool. We do not need your filth. Yeah. Don't yeah, don't expect more from the chlorine than we should already, you know? Oh no, she teaches at a school where it's a salt water pool. Oh, oh, I didn't even know that mm. was an option. Is that like a rich kid's school who would have salt water? Well, no, not necessarily, but it is more high-end these days. Um, so the first time I learned about it, okay, little tangent. So my when my sister was uh, taking Leah, my niece, to swimming lessons when she was like six, she took her, oh, it was so cute, Colin. It was in Waldwick, and you drive up to it, and it's called Goldfish. Oh my and it's, god! <laughs> it's called Goldfish. It's like a little kids swimming, like teach how to swim pool. Sure. And uh, like I'm sure that you know during the darkest hours of the morning, that's where moms bring their t- you know little infants, and you throw the uh, the infant in. Right? Didn't you hear about this? Like people oh, yeah. throwing infants in. You throw the baby learn- in because <laughs> they know they're like, struggle. oh, I've done yeah. this before. Yeah. Right. And they remember. So, yeah. So yeah, but so I went in there and. I was like, oh, it doesn't it doesn't even smell like a pool in here. And Nancy's like, oh, she wipes her hair back. She's like, it's salt water. And I'm like, what? She's like, Ugh, we just don't want the chemicals in our kids. And, you know, to be honest with you, I rolled my eyes at first, probably like what you're doing, scoffing a little bit. But Mary, huge difference swimming in a saltwater pool than a, a chlorinated pool. Oh, my God. It was so much better. It I, I wasn't I was sneezing. It was oh god I, I I can't stress enough like what I have experienced with saltwater pools I love do are they better I don't know I mean and and maybe we'll continue this on nuance but nuance. like I am just obsessed with the smell of a chlorine pool mm. and the aura you know we talked uh-huh. about on the Mulligans episode Mulligans the episode locker about rooms, Mulligans yeah. locker rooms and the extension of that is indoor pools and that smell you know uh-huh. yeah no, bathing exactly suits sticking about. to fronts as one climbs <laughs> up the ladder <laughs> oh mary well let's uh let's talk about this episode obviously deja is safe we get lots of commentary from deja and we get a lip sync smackdown um what are your thoughts before we jump in well, you know, it's obviously we've we've seen these uh, Rupalo Lollapaloozas before, but I think what's different about this one is that the ones in the past have all been a race to who's going to get back in the competition, and so it's a race to the top. This has been a race to the bottom, and I mm. think what that with the narratives that created for Bosco and Jasmine were really interesting this week. Mm. You know, it's like oh, I, like. There was it, it that to me eventually. I mean, of course, they were the final two, you know, to lip sync. But it was like the whole time this has been about the two of them. 
in separate narratives. You know what I mean? The whole time. The, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah, no, each time they lost, it just got a little bit harder for them. Absolutely. I, you know, that's an interesting way to think of it. It's like a race to the bottom, right? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. A race to the yeah. bottom. What I really appreciate about this episode, I watched this at a bar. I was able to go out and watch it live. I just felt like I needed to. Um, but what I really appreciate about it is that there was strategy added to the competition for the first time. I think in drag race, all franchises, even all stars, it was strategy that made sense with the competition and not with like creating drama. You know what I mean? And granted there was drama between Daya and Jasmine, but the bar totally caught onto the strategy. And I feel like it's, it's actually a fail safe strategy from the toxic fandom in the sense that I don't think anybody's going to blame Jasmine for picking Daya. I don't think people are going to come for Camden for picking Bosco. It, it's that's it would be such a weird thing. Like the idea, I mean of course everybody will have their opinions of who should have won which lip sync and what they would have wanted to see happen, but I think, you know, to your point about just the strategy, like it was so cool to see like, okay, well, we're going to have the bingo ball pick who which queen's going to go first. Then that queen's going to pick who she's going to go against. Then that queen's going to pick what song they're going to do. Uh, I mean, it's awesome because even if you if you get picked first, you have the, the benefit of picking your opponent. If you're the opponent, you have the benefit of choosing the song. And so there's really like... They these were such cool twists, and I was like, okay, how do we do this more often? Because that kind of drama, it, to me, I was it didn't even occur to me to be upset about someone picking someone else because it was the exactly. excitement of like, oh yeah. my god, who are you gonna pick? What are they gonna pick? You know? Yeah, it was great, and I mean, it was like a hat on a hat on a hat when it was first revealed because the bar first of all went crazy when Jasmine got picked because they were like, oh shit, she's gonna pick Daya, and then she does, so we get that, and. And then it was revealed, oh, but Daya gets to pick the song. And that's the loudest the bar got. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, it's <laughs> such a fun twist that they've literally never done before. Yeah. Where the queens, I, and I, you know, throw this opinion in the trash if it's wrong, but I believe the queens, I know that they can choose which suitcase to open, but they don't know what song it is. No. This is the no. first time, I believe, where it's like, here's your list of five songs. Which one do you want? We have the rights to all of them. You know? Yes. We're gonna use all of them yes yeah so yeah i thought that it added so much drama for an episode that probably you know it had some drama but um in the sense that you know you don't know who's gonna win the lip sync but let's add another element there right i i appreciated that there was strategy uh that we were seeing everybody picked bosco mary i mean it it, or i should i'm sorry let me just rephrase that sure because it wasn't pick Bosco it was nobody picked Georges nobody picked Jasmine nobody picked Angeria yeah I just loved that that and I got Daya's frustration too it was just like oh my god nobody's going home and now we're at a lip sync challenge fuck you guys <laughs> right right and and the two queens who should and have been in the bottom are the ones who have proven themselves to also be the lip sync assassins and I think yes. you know it's interesting because obviously with Jasmine I mean I certainly have my notes that this episode was also really just like 
Jazzy's Dogville. You know what I mean? It was just like oh, she I spends know. the entire episode losing lip syncs. And this is the thing she's best at. And Ugh. so I was like, oh, my God, of course this is the, the final episode for the fucking pinata of the season. Is Let's just <laughs> knock her down where she feels strongest four times in a row. You know? Yeah. She has been the punch. I said this episode two, I think. She has been, or three, the punching bag of this season. Like, they are just... They're coming for her, and she's t- she takes it in stride. I I still have to give it to her, and I think Camden does later in the episode or in Untucked. But it's like, she, hey, she's really positive. She's just you know stand stand around with a smile on. I mean, the fact that the very end of the episode, she says, you know, I still feel like I killed all those lip syncs, even though she literally lost every one of them. Uh huh. You know, it, it's like, I think. Where we've had comparisons with Jasmine to visually Alyssa Edwards or Laganja or even energetically one or the the other, I think where she was very similar to Alyssa was when Alyssa was like, well, I'm a lovely sixth alternate, you know, or Uh fifth alternate. Like there's a sense of humor about it. There's like, well, that's the name of the game. And I think that is like the most important thing. Like it's it's interesting to kind of compare that with Daya, who's being very honest with really valid feelings. Again, we said it last week. I'll say it again. She is not wrong. She is correct. Yeah, she's not wrong. No, but she is correct. It's like all these people are, you know, whether on the show or or in social media are like, oh, Daya's this, you know, embodiment of bitterness. And it's just like Shut up. No, she's <laughs> just like being real. And you don't like it, whereas Jazzy is like, you know, taking the punches and taking the licks and going, oh, well, you know, (laughs) I got my Iris Van Herpen Galaxy dress, you know, and it's like, so I love that, you know, I mean, you know, lest we forget. I have this Iris Van Herpen inspired Galaxy dress. So I, it's like you almost forget about the fact that, yeah, you didn't lose. A, you didn't win a fucking thing this season because you just got this lovely, goofy energy, you know? I appreciated that every lip sync she lost. She, oh, I love you, you know? And it was mm-hmm. it was very different than the energy of Bosco when Bosco oh, lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it, again, those parallel narratives where, like, for Bosco, it was really kind of the long narrative of, like, Fall four, fall three times, get up four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I, what's going on? Like, yeah. what is the story? I feel like Bosco's like, wait a second. I thought the story was this. Oh, now I'm in the story. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I feel like Bosco thought she was not that this wasn't gonna be her. That this wasn't gonna be for her. I you get the impression from the whole rest of the season that like Bosco's like I know how to play this game I know what to do make RuPaul mm-hmm. laugh like I know how to do this I know what references to make I know what to do I know what to do and like yeah she's got two wins under her belt so she must know something but this was really interesting to see like it was like no but you did legitimately not win those lip syncs and there was something this week that there was something that that was disconnected that then we saw reconnect in the final lip sync with Jasmine. And so it was like, it, I think, I, I wonder what this will mean for Bosco for the rest of the season. Like, I wonder if this will be like Drag Race UK season two, where like they all went home for COVID for eight months, then came back and, you know, uh, some got surgery, some improved, you know, uh, Bimini learned how to ch- dance on a chair. Like, I wonder what this will, how this will shift Bosco's like, placement in in terms of how she's concerned in this competition you know yeah no absolutely i think this is gonna go right to her head i think that they kept 
you know, they have hours of footage, right, Mary? So they kept showing all of the queens being like, I think this is really affecting Bosco. Bosco seems the most nervous. Bosco is the one that, like, doesn't like this the most. Like, she had the energy that, but she wasn't necessarily saying it. Daya was, right? But Bosco, they kept commenting on it. So I can't imagine that they wouldn't capitalize on that in the next few episodes. Right, right. And then the next one being a musical, it's kind of like, okay, so... I I don't know. I mean, she doesn't sing. We know that. Eh, I mean, we'll see. But um, I also feel like, and this is maybe jumping too far to the end of the episode, but my overall conclusion, but I'm thinking the most about Bosco when I ask this, is like, what is this episode telling us about the finale? Uh, oh, you mean with lip syncing? Like, yeah, if we're assuming that Bosco is still oh. going to make it to the final four... We've, I mean, we've seen more right. than a few opportunities of different types of songs where she fell a little short, and it's like, it's just, an, it, it'll be interesting when once we get to the finale to look back because obviously those four queens will have all been in this episode to mm-hmm. look back and see how they compared in two different lip sync smackdowns. Uh, well, let's see if Bosco can get out of her head because she figured it out in the last lip sync. Just make RuPaul really hard. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, yeah, the moment she was like, you know, uh, undulating on the floor and smiling, I was like, okay, there you go, sweetheart. Yeah, there you go, yeah. sweetie. Something in the milk is clean. <laughs> you're, gonna and do, it's you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. You're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> RuPaul has the lotion out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, Yeah, she uh. has the, the, the masking tape over the, the Jerkins label because, you know, she's got to dance with the one that brought her, you know? But you just can't say it, you know. Oh God. Um, yeah, it was it I I appreciated them creating so much more suspense when I don't know if there necessarily was suspense all the time, right? Or even without it. And I will say this, let's let's just pull back a little bit. The other lip syncing episodes in the drag race franchise that we know about, right? The you have the last chance kitchen type of elimination in All Star Six. That was Silky's episode, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The one where Silky won the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was All Stars Four when they brought back the eliminated queens to get back into the competition. That was with uh, that was Latrice coming back, and yep. that was like a big one with Latrice and Monique. They both stayed, and Monique faints. What's the other? Is there any other lip sync SmackDown where it's this type of, I don't know, stakes? No, I mean, other than the finales, the, those are the only two, like, mid-season smackdowns. And in both of those cases, it involved bringing back eliminated queens. And so... Wait a minute. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So okay. in this case, it was like, you know, yeah, this was just who's in the room and who needs to go home. But, you know... I think all the twists and goops and moments, you know, and, and Principal Sky moments were kind of a nice distraction from once you get to the end and you realize that it's come down to Bosco, two wins, never in the bottom versus Jazzy, no wins, four times in the bottom. And you're mm-hmm. like, come on. Yeah. You know? And so there is a sense of like, okay, actually, this is, it's pretty obvious who should be going home this week. But, I mean, I can't say that I knew that the whole time. I was very distracted by everything else, you know? Uh, I think, to be honest, like, the most – I kind of feel like Georges was kind of a um, – what is it? Like, just 
ended up being a, a, a whole bunch of nothing. In a lip sync competition, she won her lip sync and then it was done. You know what I mean? So for someone oh. who felt like was going to be a looming threat throughout this episode, it was like you were kind of a cameo girl, you know? She, oh, and hey, you know what? So is Black China. Uh, I'm not Shea saying Coulee. she was bad, but she was. I did not expect Bosco to be the main character of this episode. Yeah, that you know that's so true. But can we? I I don't I don't care. We have to skip forward. We have to talk about this. Georges ate that stage, and I gotta say, I thought it was so interesting the discussion that happened after Georges wins and goes back into Untucked when Willow's like, "Girl, I've only seen her from behind." Holy shit. That was effortless. And then mm-hmm. Daya's like, I knew Rue was obsessed with you. Now I know why. I am too. I feel like, I don't know. I saw George's live. I'm just going to bring that back because I didn't expect it. Mary, she is such a force when she is lip syncing. She has this like thing that comes alive. And she hit every beat of this song. Now, you could argue that like Angeria probably should have won that lip sync also. I love that these girls were like, holy shit, we didn't see you before. Well, and, and why are we seeing, those, of all, as you said, of all the footage they've got, why are we being reminded of like, mm. oh, I now I see what RuPaul's season you. It's kind of like, right, audience? Georgia should uh-huh. still be in this competition. Oh, I see. And I, you know, I mean, I think, yes, absolutely all that's there. And there was a moment, I think after they were talking about the Jasmine versus Angie lip sync and they were doing like commentary in the workroom and Georges was sitting there like radiating like cool confidence playing with her hair and she's Mm -hmm. like yeah I mean you know Angie knew the words and you know like there was just like (laughs) you're such a fucking expert right now and Uh, we rarely see Jasmine like I'm sorry Georges that just like oats feeling you know yes Uh, confident like she's the expert yeah Mm -hmm. and so like i definitely see all of that i think it's just a matter of and she's even saying it like it just depends on the challenge you know it's like but if it's an acting challenge if it's like a public speaking quote-unquote challenge that confidence isn't transferring over but it's certainly this thing that she does best she does really well that being said, Angeria could have easily won that lip sync oh, as well. I can't wait to I can't wait to break that down with you for sure. Let's jump into this episode. I I will say I have a lot to say about the no offense conversation, and I'm wondering if you're okay with talking about it for a little while or moving into nuance. Let's put it. I have I had put in my notes like, what are your thoughts on the on the expression no offense? So why don't we just put all that in nuance? Because I have another like not heavy but like uh, an idea that i like i only think our marys would be interested in so like okay yeah uh i i feel like some people might not be into this idea of like oh if you really wanted to be this this kind this is just a preview of what'll be a nuance with that discussion is there's definitely a narrative theme to each each lip sync song and the queens who are lip syncing them Okay. You could draw like a, uh, you could do a critical analysis of like what it means that Daya versus Jasmine are doing respect for respect. I know Mary, the poetics, but, but what I love is that, I don't know. 
they didn't the, the producers didn't tell Daya to pick that song. No, no, right? no. It's so not like, about like the yeah. production of this. This is just no. kind of like fangirling. This is yeah. just like when we did yeah. like the um It's the like seven putting our sins. All Right Mary Yes, 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 yes. It's putting the All Right Mary lens on something. It's like it's like talking about a Halford Hitchcock movie through a queer lens. It's like it's yeah. It's not there, but it's totally there. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just diddling myself in the mirror with it. Like I'm just having fun. But uh. yeah, indeed. I have I have figured out the poetics of each of the lip syncs this episode. So that's a nuanced conversation, obviously, at patreon.com slash all right, Mary. I love the idea that no offense is also a drag king name. Oh, no offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, um, I you know, if we're going to put anything from this episode in the time capsule, it's going to be the joint uh, that George has had last week because Willow is going to kill Deja with the joint, and I just love that. And bitch, I have this big ass blank. I don't think we ever got to play that last week, so I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, that if we big kill her, block. we don't have to lip sync tomorrow. Right, I just, right. <laughs> I also, I, I just want to name that is in the beginning of this episode. Obviously, the setup is a little different for the episode because it's a very special, mm. an extra special episode. But boy, the like re-entering the workroom, it was like big Dracula energy. Like the music was creepy and I was just like waiting. I was just like, oh my God, are they going to cut to the opening credits? Is she a killer queen? <laughs> Is she a killer queen. Uh, are you my season 14 whores? Right. Yeah. Are, 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 oh, are we doing that? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to do that? <laughs> are we going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so one of the topics that happened in the workroom before the rumble began was, and, and I thought it was kind of right up our alley or right on our alley, as some would say, um, is the types of lip syncs, right? So Willow was talking about hers that she likes to do, and she likes to create mixes that create like a story. I'm sorry, Mary, that, and this isn't for everybody, but that is my favorite type of mix. I like when a drag queen has a variety of things. Uh, if people that have listened to this podcast before, sometimes we've said like, oh, the whole song, the third chorus also, right? Yes. When a lip sync happens like that, I'm just like, okay, you don't have to do all of Single Ladies, right? Because, uh, you know, it just, unless you're going to like add another element in or something, it just becomes, and maybe Single Ladies is even a bad example because you have to get to the bridge. But I just, a song by itself, that's the other type of lip sync they talked about. I agree with Willow. It's a little daunting because it, it doesn't, some songs don't really go anywhere. Yeah, well, we, we've been talking about this ever since we did the Meet the Queens of season nine. Uh, and maybe we, oh. maybe this is just for our old time Marys to know who we were talking about, but one of the queens who did go on to appear in a future season, one of the critiques I think that you had had of her was like, Oh yeah, when she does a song, she does all three verses. Like she oh. does the whole song, and it was like, oh god, right? Like you got to mix it up. And so um, that queen's been very successful, but very, very. So you know, what do we know? But uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that that indeed we've talked about this for many years. That like, don't just do the whole song. Don't do the whole song. Switch it up, absolutely. And if it's a ballad. And as a park and bark, which was the other type they talked about, 
I think sometimes, I mean, if it's a Celine Dion song, if it's that type of like big power, yeah, you're just collecting tips. You're, you're catching your breath. You're giving face. There's a big story going on in the ballad and there's probably a story even being told through the song. So it would keep somebody's attention if it's the right ballad. That's the other thing. I think it was, oh man, who is telling us a story about this? Maybe we weren't supposed to talk about this, but there was a a, a drag cruise that happened. And, oh, maybe I heard about this on like a podcast, but there was a drag cruise that happened and one of the queens like insisted that she go out there and do her ballad for the first number. And Michelle Visage was like, no, you you can't do. I know you love her. I know you love that artist, but you can't do you can't do a ballad to start the show. And the queen was like, what? Why? It, it's not even the right type of ballad. You know what I mean? Like it 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 has to be it, it has to be one that goes somewhere. I mean, one of my favorites is "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton. They should they should have that as a last chance lip sync or a lip sync on this show sometime. Because man, if you want to show like a great park and bark number, you should do a version of that. Not the remix, the original. Thank you. Not the remix. Thank you. Oh my god. Not the remix. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I like that they started to break down these uh, types of lip syncs. You know, they didn't mention spoken word, um, and. I think spoken word is best when it's mixed in with songs, obviously. Um, but that is a type of lip sync as well. I think of lip synca when she does the phone, the the phone act. And I feel like I would be surprised if that's part of Willow's, you know, mix is mm, a little bit totally. of spoken word, a little bit of a mm-hmm. song, you know. But but I do think, especially given, I think there were there's a bit of chit chat after you know, Carrie's elimination of like, oh man, why did it have to be the remix? Why couldn't it be just the original ballad? And it it felt good for Angeria to kind of give some love to a park and bark. And like, I, mm. I like that she said, I just like the imagery of her saying, I'm a gown on the show counter kind of gal. I think I know what that means and I love it. <laughs> she can totally turn a phrase uh, just like Carrie, right? Like she said, everyone has different strengths with lip syncing. Uh, I think she said house down back boots. That was a phrase she mm-hmm. said this episode. I was like, okay, Angeria, you were just my favorite little goose. Yeah, I mean, I, I she she did not suggest that someone should go shoe fly with that shit, but she can't get all the good con- all the good quotes this week. Who's was that? Georges, none other than Jasmine, Jasmine Kennedy. Well, you can oh. go shoe fly with that shit, she said, and I meant to get a clip of it, and then I was like, you know. Am I going to use this again? But I just love that Jasmine Kennedy unabashedly uses the expression, go shoe fly. Go shoe fly. All right. Have you ever had um, shoe fly pie? Ever heard of shoe fly pie? I've never, yeah, I don't know what the reference is. I thought it was just like word salad. Oh, well, like shoe fly. I mean, there's like, you know, shoe fly don't bother me. Um, it's like shooing a fly away. Like, yeah. get out of here, shoo, fly. Shoo, shoo, fly. Shoo, shoo. Yeah. shoo comma, fly. Yeah, shoe, fly, S-H-O-O. And then shoe, pli- shoe fly, pie. Shoe, man, it's a hard one. Shoe fly pie is a molasses crumb pie. Oh, like the one from The Help? Well, I don't think there's any chocolate in it. But uh, it's, so it's don't relax. Oh. It's not just it's chocolate. Cho- yeah. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. Now, oh. uh, now every single time it's chocolate, it's RuPaul says it's yeah. chocolate. It's chocolate. <laughs> it's chocolate. 
Oh God, uh, that. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, so okay, we have a little bit more of the no offense conversation, and uh, I didn't know I was talking to a counselor right now, which I just was like, ooh, I that's think Lady Jasmine Kennedy <laughs> <laughs> down the hall, <laughs> away from the, uh, the the classrooms. Yes, right, right, right. Separated. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say, I. It's interesting to think about Jasmine Kennedy as kind of like a peer counselor. Like, I feel like that's something she would do. She would be a peer counselor. Now, and that's different from like a big sister because she's definitely obviously a little sister. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's different. Peer counselors like go through a little training program and they help freshmen out. Oh, sure. You know, honestly, here's the thing, though. Jasmine actually would be a really good peer counselor with a freshman. Oh, I know. Yes. Uh, you know what? I don't know why I was like, actually, she'd be really good at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why oh, it makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think before she goes off to college with that swim scholarship, I think she should be a senior year peer counselor for new freshmen. I, th I will say just kind of on the surface here. I do love that Jasmine little sister is kind of standing up to big sister diet. It's like, Hey, wait a second. Why do you say that when you're just stating your opinion? Like that doesn't, it's not giving you a carte blanche. I like that. She kind of tried to engage with Daya about this. But we'll talk about the rest in nuance. Yeah, because I feel like this, you know, last week we kind of talked about this sort of uh, quasi Chekhov's three sisters, three stepsisters between Bosco, Daya, and Jasmine. I think mm. Bosco and Daya were like yes. related, like biological sisters, and then Jasmine yes. is the is the stepsister. Yeah, or half sister. Yeah. And so I feel like they've had like Daya and Jasmine deal with their relationship early, but ultimately it comes down to like all right, little sister, let me show you what being a woman is all about, you know? Yeah, Bosco and Daya share a bedroom. like, And, and they're the mm. older sisters that share a bedroom. And then Jasmine is like, you know, she's she still got her dollies. Yeah, she's, and she has her own room. Yeah. Yeah. She has her own yeah. room, which is another thing, right? Which is another thing completely. Yeah. And Bosco yeah. definitely feels like she is way too old to be sharing a room with, with Daya. At the very least, Ugh. she should get the, like... The, the space above the garage. Why don't we convert that into something, you know? Yeah. I, we, that basement is just sitting there, just Dad. Sitting there. You don't even play with those trains anymore. Yeah. No, yeah. I see an elliptical, and I see no one on it going nowhere. That could be That's a supposed futon. to be your poker room, and men have not come over to play poker in years, Dad. So, so just, just give it up. Give yeah, it up. give it up and give me my space, Dad. Uh, we also get... A, a memeing, a branding for Georges, which I just think is great, but punching the ghost. Uh, I saw a meme online that I thought was hilarious, and it was of Aiden Zane going yes. boo. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, Georges punches the ghost. You know, it's like she does do that a lot. Yeah, that is a good little move. It's the name of her memoir, Punching the Ghost. Punching the Ghost. A memoir by Georges. And it's interesting. Interesting, this cast. I mean, they've all done it in the past, but like more and more, like the queens become reference queens of things that are happening on their season. Like, everyone's been referencing, mm. like, I was ready to do so from last season or from whatever season that was, but like uh, three seasons, <laughs> three ago. seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, season two, whatever it was. But it's interesting this season how much they're quoting Maxine and like doing the mm. ghost punch. And like, it's they're they're very much like trying to pick up on what's sticking, you know?
There's always room for Jell-O. Everybody likes puppets, and we could all use a little therapy. And while they can't help you with the Jell-O or the puppets, our sponsor this week, BetterHelp, can definitely help you find a therapist. Just like Jell-O, therapy is one of the best forms of self-care you can give yourself. But unlike puppets, a therapist isn't just a sock with googly eyes glued to it. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Whichever option works for you, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp was actually my first experience doing online therapy, and I definitely didn't miss the commute or sitting in the waiting room trying to avoid eye contact with other people. To say nothing of the inevitable basket of dirty old magazines. With BetterHelp, I sat down at our scheduled time, switched on my camera, and bada bing, bada boom, my session started within minutes. 10 out of 10, would do it again. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, Marys get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com slash all right Mary. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash all right Mary. All right, Mary. So the lip sync smackdown begins. Everybody comes out. Mary, I I try to be as respectful and open to everybody on this show as possible. Can I get you to agree with me somehow that Calix was go on girl, give us nothing? I mean, let's be real. Like this was such a he did nothing with a with a bingo roller. I mean, there was so many things he could have done. I I also felt like RuPaul was never sure if his name was Alex or Cal, and so it was like, well, I'm half oh. right every time, you know. <laughs> at, at least I'm sort of right. I, I he did he is not my BSA of the week. If that answers your question, it was there was zero charm there, and I was like, wait a sec, why are you just like like smiling blankly out while you're churning? I yeah, I I I'm glad you can see what I'm seeing. Even if they got what I always forget his name, but like the hairy, stinky guy from the early seasons. The one That's like, fine. Harry stinky works. Yeah, the guy they had to like kick. He like got kicked out of gyms because of his body odor. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was one of the original pit crew guys. I feel like he had a sort of like smarmy charm, where he didn't have to say much, but like he would have made this more interesting than unfortunately Calix did. Mm. Yeah. No. Of course. I. This was. It's just one of those things, a missed moment, a missed opportunity for just another pop of a gay show, right? Yeah. You know, uh, maybe on that topic, but I noticed that this week there were no guests. It was just family. And Mm -hmm. I I meant to look this up, but I couldn't remember if the previous lip sync extravaganza episodes had guests. I don't think so. I think it always is just family. Yeah. And Rue didn't even introduce anybody. I don't think Ross Matthews said one thing this episode. Well, oh, Ross. Oh, no, Ross didn't. I was going to say Carson had this Best Supporting Actress moment when Jasmine was opening the candy bar. Uh, he like squinted his eyes. I was like, you're really, you're working hard. I think, Mary, uh, to kind of go back, I think during the Silky Ganache lip sync episode i believe the guest stayed uh and she was famous it was like alicia keys or something um, oh i think you're right Maybe. it was somebody famous so i'm gonna research it while you 
Occupamp a little topic. All right. So one thing, and this is just an observation and I, I, I'll explain, but RuPaul looked massive on the runway, but in that like great drag queen way that like some of the, like these just like seven foot tall, like big broad shouldered Queens are where you're like, you are so much woman. (laughs) And I think it's because of what she was wearing had this like ruffle in the front. She had a, she had a no offense on the front of her dress and it just, it from the front, you couldn't tell the dynamics, but I just, that was my one big takeaway was RuPaul just looked like a, big fucking drag queen this week and so that was fun um, she is a big drag queen she is uh, i think it was charlie xcx okay all right uh i can't i can't picture him no i'm just kidding i i, I can't picture her either uh, mary <laughs> yeah i don't know him oh i love him Let's see. Yeah. So Charlie XCX did the because that's when they did the boom clap song mm-hmm. that didn't that Cameron Michaels was like, you know, <gasps> oh, and yes. getting so mad about. She was right. Like, I'm so embarrassed for winning. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> Charlie was on that episode and then they filmed the lip sync smackdown immediately after that. And I believe she stayed. Wow. 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 All right. I mean, you know, thinking about that, thinking about filming that, of course, it makes me think about this episode. Granted, like, it's probably not terribly different in terms of what filming all day is like for Drag Race, whether you're on, you know, the stage or in the workroom. But there was something about this episode and just the kind of the thought of like, okay, we're going to start at like 9 a.m. and we're just going to spend all day filming lip syncs. And you're just going to stay in this room. Bosco, just stand back there. You're going to come back up in about an hour. You're going to lip sync again. Like... It was one of my thoughts watching this like halfway through. I was like, oh, my God, what a wild day of filming this was, Mm. you know? Oh, God. And I can't believe they filmed Untucked after all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're really trying to wring out the rag with Untucked. I'll I'll say right now, I don't think I have any thoughts on Untucked because there wasn't really anything new to say, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Let's jump into these lip syncs. Yeah, so uh, Deja, once again looking like Elizabeth Taylor in the Flintstones, gets sent off to her office, and uh, we start with a stepsister showdown, Jazzy versus Daya. Oh, Mary, this, it was, just to reiterate, it was such a gag, not just that Jasmine picked Daya, but then that Daya gets to pick the song, because when that happened, I was like, holy shit, Daya's gonna win. Yeah, I, I kind of had the sense that, like, Di is definitely going to win this. Like, we're we're spending the day with Jazzy. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I, I know you had put this on Instagram, but it is worth mentioning. RuPaul bringing back the opera glasses, sort of. Mm. Uh, I just, the, the micro moment of RuPaul acting out that he realizing that he didn't actually have glasses in his hands. The, the like, shake. look. Yes. Yeah, the glance, the shake. Oh, put it with the phone acting. It was Ugh. so good. It was so good. I just, I love RuPaul's appreciation of micro moments. That she can do these little bits. That's why she's a good host. Because hosts are supposed to have these little bits. And usually they come off as like really cringe. And I understand, Mary, some of you might cringe at RuPaul's little bits. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak. I haven't seen uh, them. Yeah. You might love her big bits, but you don't like the will-will bits. Will bits. Um, but she 
She is. I think she's an expert at the tone. I yeah. I think that she's. I mean, it's interesting. They talked a lot this week, you know, in performance, like Angeria stage presence, and then it, it was not about what she was doing so much as just like, oh, she's just got this presence, and I think that's the same with RuPaul. There's just this like you're just very much present, and uh, yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, she. We, I love the fact that we also in revealing the playlist of, of possible songs for this episode, there was just something kind of funny about, all right, so we've got like five blonde white girls. Here's our playlist for this week's episode. Wow. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. Oh, man. Yeah. It just, I mean, they're, and they did well. And I don't, I, I feel like people on Twitter, there's probably conversations about, people like white girls performing lip syncs to by performers who are black and I don't want to get into any of that but uh I I just at least the first two lip syncs it was noticeable you know what I mean mm-hmm. I mean uh, definitely with respect for sure I want to go back to your you know uh, critical thinking about respect and diet and Jasmine kind of being it because the other poetic thing that happened here is that Daya was wearing pink and Jasmine was wearing red. And when I was in middle school and elementary school, I was taught that those colors clash. Oof. I mean, can I say it's just all there? It's all there. <laughs> TCB. As Jazzy says. So TCB, find out what it means to me, Daya. Do you know what TCB means? I have no idea what she means. Oh, it means taking care of business, Mary. Oh, well, I don't think Jazzy knew what it meant either when she said it. So I feel like that was an accurate. She was like, so she better learn how to respect me. TCB, best yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe it's not ice cream. What I thought was the interesting nuance of respect between Daya and Jasmine is that Jasmine sung the backup parts and Daya did not. And even though Jasmine did a cartwheel into a Shangela Shablam or a a Shablangela and then she does a split bounce on Sakatumi, that's the backup part. Mm -hmm. Well, and and really they were both performing backup to Principal Sky in the workroom who was just getting her life standing and dancing during the lip sync. I was like, well, Deja, Deja won. Deja won because obviously uh, dancing like a principal, you know, Um, just kind of giving me like there's that meme of like Michelle Obama dancing and she's got these little fists and I Uh feel like the little fists dancing, you know, the the little it's this little like duck bill hand that she does that goes in a circle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Deja is doing that essentially. But Daya Daya won this fucking lip sync. Yeah, she really did. I I gotta say, Jasmine had the energy and she was spinning and doing circles, but I don't think that's what this song needed. And to me, again, these are all opinions, Mary, but you can't sing the backup. You can't, because you're ri- you are automatically in my head gonna go into the background. And she was consistently behind Daya. Also, Daya towered over her. 
Yeah, very big sister. It was like, let me just remind you who the big sister is. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Miss Trunchbull I mean, versus Matilda, and Matilda lost. Yeah. And and I was really happy for Daya. I felt like, you know, uh, she again, she's she's not like, you know, who I'm rooting for for this whole competition. But I, I am definitely feeling like she deserves some vindication and some validation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She deserves to win this one. She's been right, you know? Yeah. She lost her last lip sync. She should win this one. Yeah. yeah right. She went home once. Yeah. 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 Maybe she lip synced again, right? She, she was in the bottom. She lip synced. Uh, she was in a top two and then she won the next week's challenge. Cause it was a top two lip sync against, uh, someone from the winds of Daytona. Someone else from the winds of Daytona. Oh right, the top two Camden? It was against Lady Camden. Camden, yeah, Lady that's Camden. right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So Daya was yeah. We saw that one way or another, and Lady yep. Camden totally won that one. Right. Um, she lost to Deja Sky for Alicia Keys, and that was yes. That's the only lip sync that's right and then this was her next lip sync okay yeah so yeah she won and i i hear you mary i loved angeria's response or her reaction she was like "Ooh, mrs thing did you hear her call her mrs thing no i did not but i love that mrs thing <laughs> i also want to point out and i don't know if this is consistent through every lip sync but especially this first one the way that angeria watches a lip sync she stands in the back with her hands on her hips it's like she's she's got recess duty and she's just watching mm. and scowling and she just stands there like her hands don't leave her hips and you know if she is that cafeteria worker i feel like you know it's the second period lunch rush and she's like okay kind of crowds we got today we're a little low on the nuggets you know she's a little yeah concerned. yeah right and then one of the kids comes up asks to leave the lunchroom early and she's like no ma'am no pam no ham no turkey bitch yeah yeah thing. you sit your ass back down <laughs> yeah with just like a jet no turkey a, bitch no turkey <laughs> it's vegan monday <laughs> yeah check your paper calendar <laughs> Remember the cafeteria calendar? Yes. Yes, they sent me, them home. They sent them they home. They sent them home to the parents. On like yeah. a on like a like a yellow, some sort of colored piece of paper. Uh -huh. And it was, it was colored, printed yeah. in landscape and it you got the mm -hmm. calendar. And I mean, uh, I could look at one of those now and salivate. Like pizza boats, tacos, you know. Um oh, we, those would be my most excited. That fancy for us. It was oh, Domino's days. Oh my god. Oh, that never happened. Are you kidding me? No, really? that never happened. Domino I mean, they never ordered Domino's at the school for us like that. Unless it was like, you want a pizza party, you know? Uh, like, then then it was Domino's. But anyway. Uh, Catholic school is a whole other world, you know? <laughs> yes. So the next one, Willow gets the ball that Calix picks. Yes. And her face. It's the... It's the drops. first slap in the face. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, just her face just drops when when it because oh. it's like this is not what I wanted to have happen. Well, she picks Bosco, and that was kind of the first dig at Bosco, right? Because Willow was not going to pick Angeria, Camden, or Georges. No, I mean, and and she says, you know, and it it was interesting because this is where I thought the strategy 
was you could say shady, but also really smart. Because you know, Will picks Bosco because Bosco's gonna pick a, a song that she can do, and it's like, well, yeah, Bosco is the most likely because she and I are the most likely to do a similar kind of song here. She's not gonna uh, pick "Love Don't Cost a Thing" because she doesn't want to do it either. You know, I gotta say, props to your mama about Drag Race production right now. The fact that they're they found a way to add strategy in, like this is the type of strategy we want. You I know loved what it. I mean, yeah. Ugh. It was it it made this this lip sync really exciting because it was like yeah this is all about like if you get the right song and the right lip sync you know opponent or the wrong song and the wrong opponent it could go any which way and I thought like of course I have my poetics about the song never too much but which we'll get into tell me tell me well no, that's a new me. it's a nuanced discussion so you know I'll tell you a nuance because oh. I don't want to you know I don't want to give it away you know patreon.com slash all right Mary but I because I have ones it. for every song because um, you know team doing too much today but I will say this <laughs> Willow uh, never too much Willow is great in this and she the, her biggest achievement was that she did forgivable air guitar because it wasn't even air guitar right because because she doesn't do what other people do where they are actually like oh putting in the effort of the guitar she does a juju's piano she does uh-huh. yeah i know there's a piano and i'm gonna give you a little something i'm not playing the piano obviously no no and she so does the knee hits right she does the knee and she does just like a little bit of hand a little bit uh-huh. of holding the guitar but there's no strumming yeah. and okay. it's more about the shoulders and the mm-hmm. and like the, and i was like this is good air guitar I, I just I never thought I'd say that. And I just wanted to give Willow those roses that like she is in the high pantheon of forgivable air instruments. I got to say, uh, I love that she did the hustle when they when Luther sings about the hustle or says the word hustle or sings it. Uh, I, I appreciated that little nuance. And I normally don't like an acty outy song unless it's mm-hmm. Pangina Heels. Um, and when Willow had that movement i it was just so effortless i love the knees and the arms going with that i also loved she did this movement early on where she's just kind of she's traveling forward and to her left and she's moving her torso back and forth i'm gonna make the gift i'm gonna put it on gif and i'm gonna put it on instagram and she that's when she won for me i was like okay she's got this she also looked i don't even know how to say it other than the va voom Mm -hmm. this look was so smoking hot well the moment she like ruffled her hair at the beginning i was like oh sorry Uh, let's go (laughs) you're you're gonna uh, be sticking around a few more rounds honey um i I was like ellen i was like the best it yeah. was so, so well done. She and her face at the start of it, I was like, oh, there's something so seductive. Meanwhile, Bosco looked like such a hot slut, but wasn't putting it in the face. It wasn't I, seductive in the face. I feel like one of the big, you know, lessons from this episode was like, it is not always about you know, what moves do you got in the bag? You know, it's not right. always about what kind of, and cause it was multiple times in this episode where it was like, it's it, jazzy. Jasmine was really like a perfect example of like, yeah, honey, that's beautiful, but it does not match the song, you know? And I think Bosco kept getting stuck with that. And they even had 
you know, in the commentary, like I think Deja says like, oh, I think Bosco is just trying to like keep moving and be sexy. And it's like, right. And that's not what the song is about. You know, Mm-mm, it's never too much. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say uh, one thing that also just kind of like puts Willow and Bosco in a category of their own that is you know well populated with other queens but they both did the lead part at the end and not the backup and that is points to be able to understand like okay i know that the chorus is going on underneath but i have to sing the riff i have to sing the stuff that goes on above it Mm -hmm. oh yeah right like that's really the clue of like when if you really get the lip sync right and there's it's something kind of interesting psychologically right if you're like choosing you know the the part of the song that stands out versus the backup Uh yeah yeah the one that everybody knows it also shows that you studied hard that you studied all the way to the end of the song to know okay i have to get these new beats it's not just the chorus again i didn't just go okay chorus well i circle it Poor Miss, you know, talk about cafeteria workers, poor Miss Tina Burner last season could have won the musical challenge. But for like one brief moment at the very end, she didn't lip sync. She didn't lip sync the part. And it's like, you got to do it to the end, girl, or else they're going to give it to somebody else. And that was such a travesty because I feel like that was a comedic choice that she stopped lip syncing. Yeah. It wasn't unintentional. It was very intentional that she stopped. Oh my God. I can't believe that I'm on like, I'm going to die on a sword for Tina Burner's lip sync in a rusical, but like, I I have to give credit where credit is due. You got to give it to her, Biella. That was a great performance. Yeah. I think, you know, we are in the business of recognizing who should have won the rusical Miss Hall, Miss (laughs) Video in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, she's erotic you're neurotic uh, I just like because you posted on Instagram and like when she says like the line if I made a video in Paris every time it was just I <laughs> laughed because it's just such perfection and I think the things Jas- uh, Jocelyn Fox in the rap challenge season 6 Jasmine or uh, Jade Essence Hall I keep trying to say Jasmine Jade Essence Hall in the, the Madonna musical these are the performances that Mm. Or that matter, you know? And um, they were also lip syncing to their selves, right? So it was also a lip syncing challenge because just because it was them performing it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, uh, yeah, or it no. means something, but there's another layer that she's lip syncing also. So there's another layer of nuance that the performer can add. And oh God, Jada Essence Hall, every single time she's lip synced on that season, all the way to the finale, she is a master at her craft. She's great. And, you know, and, and season 13, boy, did she keep that parking lot in order during the finale. Oh, she fucking did. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just unbelievable, uh, you know? Uh, you know, to quote Michelle Visage. Oh, Luther. Oh, Luther. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, uh, what's your snakes wins, uh, Willow wins and but Mm. I love that you know 
Daya and Principal Sky are back in the workroom watching. And when the TV cuts out and, da- and Daya's like, oh, no, Deja, who's been through this before, is like holding her hand going, yup, yup. And it's like what she's saying is, yup, this is what happens. Yup, they're about to show you. Yep. And then it cuts off. And I just mm-hmm. love that stupid micro moment of Deja being like, yep, uh-huh, yeah, I know. And then you think you're going <laughs> to see. And then they cut it off. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Now I got to wait, you know? <laughs> Uh, then we get to the fickle finger of fate. Yeah. Thank you, drag race writers for RuPaul. Uh, we get a threesome. We get the threesome puns. We get Angeria saying, I do like threesomes. This will be my first time doing a threesome on stage, but mm, okay. I thought about it. You know, I pictured something. Um, you know, uh, the only real surprise, I think, I mean, we talked about, like, I, I definitely think Angie could have won, but really, I think yes. the only surprise was that Georges didn't pick the J-Lo song. Yeah, that was a big surprise, but you know what? When I think about it, Beyonce, I, I feel like it's, like, she's, Georges is young, and I feel like she's gonna gravitate towards Beyonce. Not that young people don't like J-Lo, but J-Lo is just a few years older I think in in terms of musical taste. Well, and I want though I hear you, but I wonder because she is also like the Selena queen. I just feel like J Lo is like two blocks away. You know, J Lo's in the fucking yeah. movie, so I, I would have that. just assumed that she would have gotten yes. to J Lo court before she got to Beyonce Avenue. You know, but Mary, could you imagine George is trying to do what she did during Beyonce during Love Don't Cost a Thing? Well, so there you make a good counterpoint is that Georges also knows these songs so well that love don't cost a thing doesn't give you as much. You don't get as much as you do from radio in terms of like, I'm going to do some (sighs) shit in a lip sync. You know what I mean? Georges had turns. She had footwork. She had drops. She had the hair. She had the flow on every beat. I... I know that people want to throw shade at Georges because RuPaul's obsessed with her and she's not very good at some of these other challenges. But like, this is what Georges does. And she's been doing it since she was a child. And I just love that it's being rewarded here. I I just wish that her bra was sitting on her chest in a different way. <laughs> what can I say? I just... I, hey, Mary, I get it. Yeah, I, I want them to press, you know? <laughs> but you don't want them to look like they're levitating And that was the problem They looked like they were levitating um, How could Angeria have won this lip sync Or why didn't she win? I think that's a great question Because I really think either one of them could have won And I think maybe If you think I think from a production standpoint I feel like it's almost having Georgia still in the competition, it's kind of like, okay, so say Georgia's lost this and Angeria won, then it would come down to, you know, Georgia's Bosco, uh, Camden. Camden Camden would have picked Bosco and then it would have been Georgia's a rematch of Georgia's versus Jasmine. Like, I think that they could have done that narratively, but, Oh yeah, you're right. And cause then George, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But George's won. I think I think that they couldn't have a tie because they didn't want to have another three-way lip sync, which right. I totally agree with. I totally agree with. One's enough. And so yeah. yeah, and one's enough. And for and you know, they picked George's because Mary, she she as the kids say, she ate it. She ate that stage. 
Yeah, I, I think the only reason to not have her win it is to potentially have her versus Jasmine again. But, like, we had also already kind of seen that, and it's not like that was sort of like this, those stakes maybe just didn't feel as high. And so I, uh-huh. it made sense to kind of, you know, uh, you know, it was like, okay, Jasmine, uh, Georges is, is safe, whatever. I, I love that the focus ultimately at the end came to, like, front runner versus like Bosco, you know, Bosco versus yeah. Jasmine. That to me was the pinata. So, yeah. The pinata versus the like front runner who's been trying to think their way to the, to the crown. You know what I mean? Yes. I, you know, it made, it made for a more interesting story to be honest, yeah. to see Bosco versus Jasmine. You also got nervous for Bosco, right? So they were creating uh-huh. even more tension. Whereas if it was George's and Jasmine, I think, it would be like, oh, my God, they're both so good. We're going to get a great lip sync. But there wouldn't really be the tension there because it, it's kind of like, well, it could go either way. Right, right. And at this point, like, well, you got to send one of them home already, please. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I, you know, it's worth mentioning I, th- that moment when Michelle was like, man, it was like seduction on stage. And RuPaul, in a voice <laughs> that is like off stage, just kikiing with Michelle, RuPaul says, if only seduction could do that. <laughs> it's this very deep and like baritone that she does that I feel like is like when RuPaul's really being Ru, you know? Oh, she, she's just digging into Michelle. Yeah, if only seduction could do that. It's like she knew how mean it was halfway through and she's stuck with it. She's like, I got to finish the joke, but I'll say it quietly. Oh, God. It's almost like, because she said a hot-ass fucking girl group, and of course Michelle, you know, track six on the seduction, you know, on the Bodyguard soundtrack. Um, it's like, of course, Michelle is going to bring up seduction, and RuPaul's like, oh, Michelle, give it a rest. Right. This is nothing <laughs> like seduction. Yeah. This is not the Rockford Files. Yeah, no, it isn't. Uh, Lady Camden versus Bosco is Don't Let Go. This was the song that I couldn't wait to see. And Mary, I'm calling it out now. I called it on Instagram. I think I was so excited by it that I did it during the episode. I posted best supporting angle. I mean, Sarge. I think one of our Mary's wrote this in as well, and I'm going to agree. We're going to give Sarge this because this we have seen this angle. I think they've used it before on the U.S. version, but I know the U.K. has used this angle mm-hmm. repeatedly, and it's so effective. And I, I think it's been done really well in the U.K., but this may have been one of the best that angle moments of Drag Race. Mary... Oh, my God. Well, I do want to break this lip sync down and get to that angle. But when Lady Camden picks Bosco, it's worth noting again that it's strategy that we're seeing and we can't blame Camden. She even says it's a fucking competition. Yeah, you know, she she's, says it. She's sitting there in the, in the confessional. She's got her sleeves at Jennifer Love Hewitt and Party of Five length. How can we be shady? You know, she's trying to keep her knuckles warm. But, like, who else was she supposed to fucking pick? Jasmine? Uh, Angeria? Oh, my God. Uh, is this is this the one when she she dabs? Yes. She gets picked? Oh, I, my God. Yeah, she that, dabs. Oh, editing brilliance. I know. And I really, at this point, because it's become such a thing, there is the montage of dabs of drag race and mm, i love the tell. Mm. yes this one is very similar to 
Karen from finance because it syncs up with a sound effect because yes. when it happens here, there's some kind of like gong sound and uh -huh. in down under when Karen from finance does it, there's like a party horn. There's like a, a pur -pur kind of like, <laughs> yes, yes. I remember it. I remember yeah, it. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. great, a great little thing again. And I love the face she makes before she dabs. It's this, and I'm, I just, when they are able to capture this, and put it in there and keep it in there. I'm just reminded that I think Drag Race is getting the point now. We want to fall in love with these people. Show us these moments. Show us how adorable Carrie Colby is, you know? Well, how could they not? You know, she. Oh, I know. It's impossible know. to miss. But I think with Lady Camden, like, you know, obviously the episode was not really about her, you know, in terms of like who it all comes down to. But I love as a sort of supporting character this episode, she gets this awesome arc, you know, where she's not terrible in the three-way lip sync, but, you know, she's with Georgia and Nigeria. So, like, mm -hmm. give her credit for keeping up as best she could. And there's this sense of like, okay, so, you know, I don't think Camden's going to go home, but what's going to happen with Camden? And then it's they work in this like well there's a sense that like i don't have any emotions and i don't know where that's coming from but okay whatever and so here's this opportunity but at the beginning of this of this segment of the episode she is to your point she's so overjoyed and so excited and to know that she's about to go through like <laughs> the ringer and turn, by the end of this lip sync she's like i need a hug i mean it's just like a great yeah. it's a great oh, moment for camden part. yeah oh my god she comes in crying can i have a hug please oh that's Sweetie uh, daddy. And then Principal uh, Sky doesn't miss yes. a goddamn beat. No, yeah. no. So Camden, okay, let's talk about this. She's She calls herself Sonic the Hedgehog's bitch girlfriend, which I just love the reference. I, I got to say, at the start of this, this could have gone either way. And then we get the best supporting angle. Mary, even the bar responded to the angle. That's how kind of like gorgeous it was. And we saw a close-up of Camden's face. And then it it focuses on Bosco and then it goes back to Camden. And she is, in the words of you, wringing out the rag in terms of everything that she's pulling in. There's so much emotion. There's so much going on. And she is like in it right away. It's really, I mean, it's such a highlight of this episode is Camden's lip sync. I, I think there's so much that happens this episode. Yes. But like this may actually be my favorite lip sync of the night because it, it Agreed. She, she just fucking nails it. I mean, you know, I, I know there's other moments, but like, you know, when she gets to just holding that riff at the end, I was like, if you don't give <gasps> the this whoa, to whoa, her. Whoa, 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 oh, yeah. oh, oh. She, and was she got it to the last moment. Ah, it was impeccable. It was impeccable. Mary, this is the level. This is the level you need to be at. I feel like this is this is it. This is studied. This is somebody at the top of their craft. She felt this song in her vagina. She was spreading like butter, you know? Uh, um, yes. Yeah. You know, as that little girl says in that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen pizza video, whipped cream pouring like waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> ah, put it on the pizza. Eh, put should, it on the pizza. We should do a whole Matreon just breaking down that video and every fucking thing they put on the pizza. But oh, we have Mary, to watch the slow down it. version. Yes, the slow down version for yeah. sure. That's coming. We, that's yeah. been on the list for a while. A long time. Um, yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite moments, besides the riffing at the end, which I think just shows, again, a commitment to 
the craft, right? Making sure that you know every single turn in that riffing melody. But the part that I love the most, it's the, the, the lyrics are when you're not around and Lady Camden kind of reaches and then grabs and nothing's there. Mm. And her face... Oh my God. I was just transfixed. I was like, oh, you are, you're just living in the song. And meanwhile, Bosco, not to like discount Misgeist, but Bosco just does this one special move. And I feel like it, it's no match. It's not working against Camden's kind of transfiction or this like spell that she's under because Bosco does this, like she spins and then flips her hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of her specials, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it's, I felt like it was similar to what we were seeing with Jasmine, where I just felt like Bosco was doing all these moves, but I was like, you could be doing this to any song, I think. I don't yeah. know if this is really like, whereas th- it was just like, oh my God, this is, this is just kind of like impeccable from Lady Camden. So I was th- very impressed. And I, th- I think Bosco is a great lip singer from what I've seen on YouTube. YouTube. So I was kind of surprised to see her just kind of keep going down and down and down until Jasmine. And I can't wait to talk about that one. But should we move on to Angeria and Jasmine? Yeah. The one thing I just want to say, or I guess two little notes, is that, you know, when RuPaul, because, you know, Camden Safe goes back to get a much needed hug. And, you know, RuPaul tells Bosco, now don't give up. You still have another chance. There is mm. an edge of compassion there. It's like RuPaul can see, I know you're getting in your head, kid. Don't give up. Like when she says to Georges, I don't want you to do that, you know, or whatever it is she says last week. Um, Yeah. Yeah. RuPaul says. Oh, Luther. Yeah. Oh, Bosco. Yeah. Deja was the best thing about it. (laughs) Just a reminder. Meanwhile, in the the principal's office. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yes. And the other thing I wanted to just mention is that uh, RuPaul also sends Camden off with a compliment of wonderful performance and the cut to Bosco's face, the like Ugh. disappointment, the embarrassment, this, mm-hmm. like, I have now lost twice. I am just Ugh. losing this week and, and I fucked up snatch game and it's just, you know, it, it's a, it's a rough chapter for Bosco at this point in the episode, but let's, uh, you know, let's take it to Angie versus Jazzy for, you know, love don't cost a thing. I got to say, I was surprised that Angeria won because Jasmine was very distracting in how much movement she was doing. Daya even commented on that like concave back moment that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they showed Jasmine a whole, whole lot, Mary. Like a lot, right? Yes. But it... I got to say, they also showed her fucking up the words. And on this platform, this stage, you need to know Every word, Jazzy Jazz. Just ask Georgia sitting there leaning back on the couch. Yeah, I mean, whatever. She knew the words, you know, so she just Jazzy's just giving us a regular degular, you know. Uh, but I also think, I mean, the moment that I, I, you know, almost best supporting Willow this week was when oh, they're same. all talking about who's going to stay. And she says, Angie can't leave this competition right now. Oh. And she's like fixing oh. her glove while she says it. And yes. I was like, yep. the tense stage mom energy of like, no, she can't leave this competition right now. No, my daughter was on time and ready. She's not leaving this competition right now. It was so, she was about to blow. I just loved oh, it. Oh, Mary. I read that as Rito, Rito, Willow reading the writing on the wall. 
I thought you were going to talk about Rita Wilson for a second. I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> that Willow was basically being like, no, Angie can't leave this competition right now. She's not leaving right now. Like, there's no way because Angie is at the top. I felt like it was like Willow was like, no, it's not happening. No, but I, and I think there's also that sense of like they're not gonna send Angeria home for she has the most wins. She's the front runner. Uh, uh you know, I mean, she's, uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. And so, yeah. but yeah, I just, I loved, it reminded me of, to take us back to season 13, remember Denali's mom and Nolly with the ice skates. I just feel like, Oh, Nolly. Yes. Nolly with yes, the ice skates. Was, oh, we, we created like a YA novel and it was yes. like, it was, she doesn't get the part. She, her friend gets the part. Yeah. It was very, uh, are you there? God, it's me, Nolly. Like, and yeah, so yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She doesn't get the part in the play. Her best friend does. Rosé. Yeah, Rosé gets the lead. Yeah. And so Denali really needed to focus on her ice skating, and her mom would always get on her about leaving her skates in the front foyer on the tiles, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So Denali. I just feel like Willow was kind of challenging uh, uh, Denali's mom. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly. It was like an episode of Dance Moms. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I and I do want to just mention that when Angie does come into the workroom, Willow runs into her uh-huh. face first. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those hugs you feel just by watching it, you know? Oh, yeah. Mom's back. Mom's back. It's that feeling. It, like, this is how I used to feel when I was like, much younger, obviously. I... um you know, and I'm sure a therapist could dig into this one, but like when I was leaving school, I had this like real anxiety about like, I need to see my parents like as soon as I get out onto the parking lot, you know? And it's probably because oftentimes my dad was very late, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, and there were like a handful of times where my brother and I had to do the after school program. And granted, this would be maybe 2.30 to 4.30, maybe five. And my only memories is just crying all through after school. And then my mom shows up and it's that feeling of like it's basically willow running into angie's arms and i think eventually my mom was like all right we got to come up with it I, this is obviously traumatizing so we need to come up with another solution other than after school and i think that's how we became latchkey kids but uh this run into your mom's arms is uh i know this well <laughs> where's that come from you spend a lot of time alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Bosco versus Jasmine, we get a Diana Ross song. You know, there was a lot of parallels here that I appreciated. They both did floor work at the same time. I think they both went to their knees at the same time, which I thought was really great. Um, I love the phrase, you know, splaying my taint for RuPaul the judge. Um, Mm. RuPaul, by the end of this song, we said this earlier, but was basically masturbating underneath the desk like she she was feeling what bosco was putting down and that just says something well it was diana ross it's also her favorite i mean you know i was thinking about like when when jazzy was like well you know i'm gonna do some funny different things i'm gonna (laughs) camp it up a little bit they're not gonna know what to expect and i was like it reminded me of i sent you that tiktok of the women on the real housewives girls trip doing that dance and ramona Uh singer was just like doing these wavy arms and not knowing Mm. the the choreography and i just felt like jazzy was giving me ramona singer and i was also like this sense it's a of Diana I, Ross song. Yeah, I know? felt like RuPaul was like, "Don't fuck with my song." Yeah, it's, it's like my jam. Yeah, don't do a campy version. Don't pretend you're doing hand waves. 
Show me your right. taint. You know? Um, right. <laughs> show me your taint. Show me your goddamn taint. Look <laughs> Get at rid of this doing. goddamn air guitar. I want you to be touching yourself. She absolutely <laughs> did do air guitar. And, you know, there is something about electric air guitar that is offensive. Oh, Mary, you poor thing. I I got to say, Jasmine, I, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but Jasmine did the backup vocals and Bosco stuck solely to the lead Diana part. And again, that just shows an expert level of listening that I, th- I think somebody can tell you to do it, but you have to eventually just do it. Like naturally, you just go to that. And Jasmine did not do that in multiple lip syncs and it was just disappointing because Jasmine is very talented she's a great dancer she can pull focus and I just thought that she would do that with the vocals and it seems like it's just not her focus in terms of the face and I just to give credit where credit is due and then this will be my last point I promise I saw Jasmine lip sync live when I went to three dollar bill she did a ballad and it was phenomenal I uh, I guess my biggest question is, what was she wearing? I have this Iris Van Herpen-inspired galaxy dress. Because I know she's got that. I, I would love to see Jasmine do a ballad. I think that sort of the dramatic Alyssa Edwards quality kind of lends itself to a great ballad. Uh-huh. I would she's love to see mouth. that. great mouth. Yeah, she, I totally you know see that. Her, her mouth, uh, this is hyperbole, but her mouth reminds me of... In Beetlejuice, when Gina Davis uh-huh. turns into the monster, yep. and she has to open her mouth really wide. Yes, yes, Jasmine, she pulls it. Jas- yeah, yes, Jasmine has what? Do you, what's the word? A a, a maw? Is that? Is, a, am I a, using that phrase a correctly? It's a maw. maw. A gaping a, maw. A maw. M a w pronounced maw. Yeah. A maw. I live, bitch. You know I live. It, I, she can do it. And with a ballad, girl, it works to your favor. Yeah. Well, in this case, and talking about things that work to your favor, my question is, will upside down legography always get you the win? Is there an example of a queen doing what Bosco did or what Cameron Michaels has done in the past or other queens? You know, I think Ella Vidae. Oh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Evie Oddly versus Brooklyn Heights. They both did it. Right. Yes. But like, has that moved? Because I think in the back in the day, it was like, if you do a death drop, oh man, like, you know, you're you're going to win. And I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like now it's like, if you do upside down legography, I'd love to know any examples of a queen doing that and not winning the lip sync. Because so far, all I can remember are moments where the queens did win. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. Uh, I'm sure there's probably like one out there, if not two. But it is rare. It yeah. is rare. It is yeah. it is a popular move with RuPaul. I think. Yeah, I and I get it. I It's fun to watch. But yeah, I, I wonder at what point that's going to, you know, be like, well, you can't uh, just lay there and put your legs in the air. Like, what is this, step aerobics, you know? Bosco... Bosco figured it out at the end. And I think to to be hit down a few notches, right, and then still to perform this way, it, it just shows a level of professionalism. I think both of them had it, right? But the fact that none of them really gave up and Bosco for, for Bosco to have this much feeling still and not get into her head, I think that says something. 
One, I love the, the talking head after when she has like her hands on her face and she's in tears and she says, I get to stay. And then as she's like talking about wanting, mm. how much she wants to stay and she's like fiddling with a tissue, it just mm. looked more like a, like a Claritin commercial. Like she just gave me seasonal allergies realness. But I really loved the kind of the emotional moment of like, oh my God, I just went through all of this and I get to fucking stay. I mean, I, it I was a- it. I made I it. Stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was really, uh, it was really Kit running into Dottie's arms. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a peach. Uh, we have uh, the chocolate moment. I, I missed this so much. I love the tension, and they even added a fourth punchline with, you know, she says, "It's chocolate," and RuPaul goes, "It's chocolate." It's chocolate. I, <laughs> I meant to make a clip of that because it's just, it is so wonderful. It's chocolate. You know. You know. Yeah, she, she knew she's acting. She's, she's acting. Not acting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, acting. Uh, it's chocolate. It's well, chocolate. Well, I'll say this. You know, I think in terms of an exit for Jazzy, I thought that, you know, RuPaul saying, you've only just begun to live the life you were meant to live, I thought was mm. very meaningful versus like, you know, uh, Magnolia no, Crawford. Oh, yeah, now sure, go right, shake right. those trees. You or you know something that just means nothing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I appreciated that. I Jasmine went home. She I think she did really well on the season. She gained a lot of fans. Um, she came out. She inspired a lot of people. I think she had a huge impact for being the only New York girl on the season. You know what I mean? You uh, had a lot it, of feelings and thoughts about the fact that they were keeping around the New York girl. So, girl, I did. I thought she was going to go farther. Uh, and not just because she was a New York girl, but because, you know, she has that New York practice, I guess you could say. Um, and she stuck around a while. There's been a lot of episodes. And she was in the bottom. She lip synced out of it. And then finally, you know... <laughs> Four lip syncs later. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. It's chocolate. You know, it's she chocolate. was swept away. But, uh, and then we get, I don't, maybe this was because of the Delta variant. We got a socially distanced ending where RuPaul stayed on stage and all the queens stayed in the workroom and danced. <laughs> Which was so Yeah, they weird. were dancing in their living rooms on yeah, Zoom. Yeah, it was Totally. Great. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was very April 2020. Disco at home, you know. Yes. I'm going to do an Instagram video every week and just share good news. <laughs> <laughs> Singing covers. <laughs> oh my oh God. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, I I wonder if you have I'm I'm assuming that the BSA goes to Deja Sky, Principal Sky in the office. Well um, do you have any do you have any predictions for next week? I, I don't even get to say what my BSA is. You just you get can. to tell me what it is. Because I, uh, I I have two things, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my runner-up is specifically Principal Sky dancing to respect in her office. Okay. My BSA of the week is none other than my my man in charge, Sarge, for that camera oh, work. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, if that doesn't win them an Emmy this entire season, like, this is the episode to put forward. Yeah, what are know? we doing here? Yeah. Uh, so uh, my predictions, though, I mean, so at this point, with a, with a rusical next week, I really think that, like— I think it's. I think Georges. We the editing has been showing us that you know she says these challenges are doing me in. So this week was great for Georges, but I think 
um, I think it's probably, I, I think that she's probably going to be, we've, we've gotten to see her lip sync. We've gotten to see her do all, we got to see her do that tongue thing and snatch game twice or six times. I think we've gotten everything they want to show us this season, given the types of challenges that might be left, you know? You're saying it's time for her to be dragged into the storm drain. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, uh, we all sashay away down here, Georgie. <laughs> Fucking chair. <laughs> One of those things. I love that. I, 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 think, I think you're right. I think Georgie is, her, her time is coming to an end in terms of her story. I am interested in seeing what happens to Bosco and Daya next week. Mm. Yeah, I think those are the other, you know, it's funny because, yeah, Bosco now, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the playing field mm. is pretty leveled. I I do feel like Angie, Willow, um, Angie and Willow, I guess right now, and maybe Camden, I feel like, feel like Queens we're going to see go to the end. It, it just feels right. I don't know. And so to me, it's almost like a, who's going to have that fourth spot. Is it Deja? Is it Bosco? It's it not Daya? Deja, Mary. I know, but don't make me say goodbye to Principal Sky. I don't want her to go to another district. She's got to go to another district, Mary. She got married. And, she got you married. Know, and she, it's she, just, they, you know, they want they want a different a different life. She's already turned in her walkie-talkie. No, 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 no. I will not. I l- listen. The fact that Deja Sky has gotten this far makes me so happy because Principal Sky <laughs> is my favorite thing about this season. Vice Principal Van Michaels is doing a lot of work yeah. for the end of the year. I'm just surprised, you know, she's something's in the work. water. Yeah, <laughs> to say nothing of the stuff that she's doing in the cafeteria with Willow. The woman, the, the things this woman can get done in eight periods, you know what I mean? Uh, teachers are heroes, right, Mary? Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Can't spell teacher without most of the letters in hero. <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue this discussion about Untucked and a bunch of other things in nuance. But, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this lip sync smackdown, you can reach out to us on Instagram at All Right Mary Pod, or you can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash All Right Mary. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can find even more of me and my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcasts, the celebration of best supporting actresses. And you can get more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get access to Nuance, the R.A. Mary after show where the conversation continues, as well as access to our catalog of back episodes covering season three, season eight, Project Runway episodes, top model episodes, so many fucking movies, so many UK seasons, all all, all the ones that exist. Point being, patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary, our last chance lip sync this week, I feel, is a song that has a chorus that is perfect for a punchline after a spoken word. And it's Woman by Kesha. When you get to the chorus, you'll hear it. You'll be like, oh, I can see this coming in right after a spoken word punchline. You know what I mean? So uh, I hope you... Yes. Sorry. I, the idea that came to my mind was that moment uh, in Showgirls, the joke. What's that useless piece of skin hanging off of a twat? A woman. <laughs> well, yeah, but instead it would be like, what's that useless piece of skin around a twat? And then. Exactly. Fuck 
fucking woman. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to say, for example, yeah. And that's from Showgirls. I didn't just make that up, Mary. Yeah, you don't know shit. Um, Precise. <laughs> Uh, all right, Marys. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Tutsies.